Eco-sustainability is not just for the hippy-dippy. We all live on this planet. Therefore, it's our responsibility in our small way to take care of it. Period. Now, I'll be the first to tell you that I'm not going on recycling drives and exchanging my grocery bags for handmade hemp bags, but I do realize that what I do makes a difference. And I could use some help. Also, some inspiration. And that's why I have none other than Misa from Misa Lifestyle to discuss how eco is not just a trend, it's evolution. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this sustainable episode of Beauty Reform School. Oh, hi. You stumbled across Beauty Reform School, the podcast that explores beauty, style, reinvention, self-care, all from the perspective of the outside looking in. We pick apart the classics so we can confidently break the mold. And I'm your host, Bad Bad, the artist, the educator, the retail grunt, the problem child. The one who's done it the hard way for decades, and now I'm passing the savings on to you. So bring me your tired, your confused, your weirdos, your others yearning to breathe free. If this sounds like you, grab your pen and grab your scratch pad, and let's figure this crap out together. Right here at Beauty Reform School. Hello, Misa. Hello, PJ. (laughs) You know what? Um, All things considered, because this day has been very strange already. And interestingly enough, right now is technically uh, right before my bedtime. So... Right before your bedtime now? It's before my bedtime. I am a raging insomniac. I didn't know this about you. Oh, yes. This is, I've, I've experienced insomnia many times throughout my life, and it's usually stress-related. And um, unbeknownst to myself, to my conscious self, my this pandemic is really, really taking me through it. So as a result, I am experiencing raging insomnia. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but thanks for our late-night chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though for the listeners, this is not a late night at all. This is the middle of the damn day. (laughs) For me, me, it might as well be one in the morning. Oh, man, I've never experienced that. I'm a really solid sleeper. I'm very blessed in that in that regard. Well, you know what? I've been I've been doing certain things like I have my my podcast that I listen to at night. And for anybody who um is having trouble sleeping the sleepy podcast with Otis Gray. I recommend it highly do listen to it. He reads you books mm. and he has a very soothing voice and he has been my companion through this insomnia journey. 
That's, so. a, that's a great resource because yeah. you know sometimes when I if I have a little trouble falling asleep or I know friends or family that do and it's like we want to shut off our brains and we often go to screens and television and then psychologically that's not helping at all. No, like, no, not at all. No. That's what keeps me up sometimes when I'm stressed. Like I'll start scrolling through my phone, mm. which is terrible. So like now I put on the podcast and I lay my phone face down. And I listen to him read to me. Oh, and nice. it, it works very well. I take some melatonin gummies. Mm-hmm. And I let him read to me. And I very rarely make it through an episode. Wow. Because I set the timer so that it shuts off when the episode is over. And then I'm out. So, but then again, I've been up all night at that point. So it's not that hard. But it's not the falling asleep that's hard for me. It's the staying asleep. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, but but when I take the melatonin gummy and I listen to the podcast, I go to sleep and I'm good. I'm knocked out and I sleep through. So, well, good. So I'm that's... glad you found something healthy to uh, to manage that. Yeah, it's like now if only I can just get to bed at a regular time, which sounds a little silly though when you really think about it, because why? Why do I care if I go to bed at a quote-unquote regular time? Yeah, especially now. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, what, yeah. for what? What am I doing that for anyway? Because yeah. what am I getting? Am I getting up in the morning for something? No. Anything that I can do, I can do at any time of day. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And maybe maybe it's more of your personal natural rhythm. I mean, it's just when we compare oh, yeah. ourselves to others, you know, yeah. We uh, start to make all these rules for ourselves sometimes, but maybe that's just how you operate well. I am I am nocturnal by nature, but I mean, this is kind of ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I literally am wide awake at the witching hour, and that's mm-hmm. a little nuts, though, to be honest. Do you find any good... Um... Like, are you running into good energies there? You know, like, do you get a creative burst or? I do get a creative burst. And I also am my at my most serene and my anxiety levels are at their lowest. That's interesting. Yes. So, yeah, because sometimes I notice, like, sometimes I will. Four o'clock is a common hour. If I do wake up in the middle of the night, it's around four. And oftentimes I'll get a strong creative surge so I always sleep with my notebook next to me because some good stuff comes out sometimes whether that's drawing or writing um so I I I roll with it and then you know eventually fall back off but uh, personally for me when I wake up at that time I think it's something something telling me to wake up at that time and get on that paper yeah I tend to hear melodies and music at that time in my head and I tend to write and I do do some artwork as well during that time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm very serene at that time. Mm-hmm. During the day, I'm quite anxious. So. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like I haven't, I feel like I haven't talked to you in a thousand years. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. We've done a couple projects together yes. back in the day, but. Uh... Yes in a minute that's for sure Mm -hmm. it sure has but i'm glad to hear from you now 
Yeah, me too. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's good. Well, I really appreciate you coming because you, you in particular, I mean, I've been trying to cover lots of subjects and topics and I've been trying to talk to people from all different walks of life and you in particular, I've been itching to talk to not even just for the podcast, but also because of the fact that you have you're doing the whole tiny living thing and I'm, I'm jealous. Okay. Aww. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a journey over here. It's a fun little lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, for a while I had a whole, well, I still have it, but you know, I don't look, I don't add to it as much as I used to, but I have a whole Pinterest board dedicated to it. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I used to just con- just look at all the tiny houses and fantasize for a long time. Well, it is a fantasy. It's like having this own little personal space. That, like, we, you know, oftentimes we have a house or an apartment or maybe a room in a house and we make that our, our little sanctuary. But like to have this whole cute little house that all the things are where you want them to be. And the fact that I got to build, I built it, you know? So it's like, yeah. it's custom designed to where I would want things and how I want things and my comfort levels and my, you know, just all the, and to have a whole house like that, it just, I don't know. It's a little kid's dream. And uh, I'm a big yeah. kid. And it's like a, it's like a grown up tree house. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. How long did it take? Oh, well, the the construction took about five months. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, of course, there was preliminary stuff. And then there yeah, was, yeah. like, you know, some challenges toward the end that we ran into. But I, I, I usually call it call it five months of solid, okay. solid working. Yeah, well, that's that's awesome. I, it's one maybe one of these days i don't know i mean because i have a i have a fantasy about my old age and it does involve a tiny house and mm-hmm. a dog named bernard mm-hmm. so, one of these days yeah well it's good to have conversations about it because there's things that you know if i were to have a dog in here i would do differently or if i was an older age i would have designed differently right um, yeah, because like the lofted bedroom with some steep steps isn't awesome for, you know, maybe an older person or a dog, you know. Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah, there's all, though it's a small space, there's lots of variations. Yes, I do want one of those those um, bathtubs that you see on TV uh, during the infomercials that you can just like close the door like it's a car door and you can sit in it like like a chair. I haven't seen, I don't watch much TV, to be honest. So I don't know. Well, you no, to send I me the link. I, I want to see this. I don't, you know what? I don't watch regular TV that much anymore either. But yeah. back in the day, I used to see the commercials for it. Um, and I'm sure I'll start getting pamphlets really, really soon. Because AARP will start uh, messaging me in about six months. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll have to, you'll have to inform me. Because honestly, this. I'll get the newsletter yeah (laughs) i'll send you the link if i ever find it but it's really great it's like literally like it looks like a bathtub but it has like this uh little uh i don't even know what you call it they have it's got this little seat in it yeah and you can literally shut the door like a car door and then it seals and then you fill the tub up with water wow and i'm i'm like that looks amazing i i want that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can have one, you can have one. I want one. So that's, and you know, one day, one day. 
So, you know, when some people, some people picture like, what will I get if I get a windfall of money? I picture things like that. I picture seated tubs with that have car doors and yeah. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> That's my fantasy. My other fantasy, um, I just got just came real became realized today when I when my a good friend brought me a weighted blanket. Mm, yeah. Those things yeah. are awesome. I want one too. I might get one. Might get one from somebody for the holidays. We'll we'll see soon. Yeah. But yeah, my niece has one and I slept um i slept with it the other night this weighted blanket and man it is so comforting especially i feel like especially now because we're all hug deprived you know um just that warmth and weight is it was it was a good night's sleep yeah she's um she's trying to help me with my insomnia journey so yeah she's hoping that that will help and it it probably will i will keep everyone posted yeah posted yeah yeah, I feel like between I think the combo of the podcast and the melatonin gummies and the weighted blanket should really like. I think that might really do the trick. Mm, that's the trifecta, yeah. But you know what it is too. It's like the name, na- the, the the neighborhood. People are constantly, and I understand that people work at different times. Because before I was a little insensitive, and I was like, "Why is everybody making all this noise?" But I realize people are walking down the street in the middle of the night because they're coming from work or going to work, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it's constant. Like, you just hear people walking along the, side, along the street and making noise in the middle of the night, like, right when I'm trying to get to sleep. And it's just, it's just constant, just constantly back and forth. You just hear them walking, car doors shut, slamming, people getting in and out of cars, just all the noise, and I just can't sleep. So yes. I'm hoping that this will all help i hope so too <laughs> well i wanted to ask you uh something else about what whilst in your oh before i ask you that i'm going to ask you this um mm-hmm. has your experience in your tiny home changed dramatically with the pandemic or no no, I mean, my life has changed for sure, bits and pieces here and there. But in terms of life in the tiny house, no, not so much. I mean, I live by myself in here, so that's stayed the same. I'm in close proximity to my family, about 10 minutes away, and we've stayed close to one another throughout the pandemic and, you know, been protecting ourselves and our families and uh-huh. you know, each other and strangers and everyone as best we can. So right. we have stayed um, you know, sharing meals and hugging and being in each other's presence. So that is a, that is a gift. But, um, and actually I feel, I feel super blessed because, you know, the first lockdown we had, when was it back in March and April? And yep. um, I, I, I stayed with my family during that, um, because we did, you know, it was just, I mean, all the, this whole time right now is uncertain, but that first, that first leg of it was like, what is really going on here? You know? Right. Uh, so I chose to s- stick over there with them. Um, but then I still had the tiny house, which was a safe haven too, you know? So right. it's like most people had maybe one place to go. And I was like luxury over here with, with uh, my family's home and my tiny home. Um, but yeah, the life inside the tiny house has, has stayed the same. I mean, I'm pretty self, I'm fairly, fairly self-sufficient here. Um, 
you know, I, I still need to get some, some food occasionally, but besides that, I mean, I harvest my own solar power. So I'm completely off grid in that regard. I harvest my own rainwater to use for the water within the house. So, um, I'm not grid tied at all. So, uh, yeah, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly self-sustaining over here. Wow. Well, that's that's the rainwater thing is fascinating because I mean it's rained a bit, mm-hmm. but I don't like you know I don't feel like it's rained enough for me to even if I wanted to do that I don't even know if it would be enough rain. Yeah, it's about you know our roofs really catch a lot of rain. It's it's amazing. Um, so I, I mean my roof line isn't big. My house is only eight and a half feet wide by twenty six feet long. Um, and it's a metal roof on it. And, um, but when we get a good rain, I mean, my rain, I have a 50 gallon interior tank and then another 50 gallon, uh, overflow exterior tank. And, um, I, I mean, luckily the, the property that the house is parked on, if I was in a pink and water, I could run a hose out and fill my tanks, but I haven't needed to. Huh. Yeah, it's amazing how much how much you do collect off a small roof, and it's not overly common in the United States either. Um, you know, when I go and travel to many other countries, rainwater catchment is really common. Having a cistern outside of your house and then having it, you know, plumbed into the house and everything, it's common. But here, it's not so much. I'm not quite sure why, um, but yeah, I mean, we we could be. It's a, it's a free wonderful. I, I have a I have an inkling one. Yeah, yeah, there's a few inklings. <laughs> but I don't know if we want to go that direction, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to behave. Yeah, myself, yeah. But... I mean, yeah, I, I can misbehave if you want. You just guide me, but you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, you know what? It's funny because I had uh, we I've had many, many, many conversations about this this pandemic along the way. And one, I was talking to one friend and I said, you know, I said, I can, I can sum one word. I could sum this pandemic up in one word for you because she was saying like, you know, I just, just don't understand why we haven't, you know, kicked this thing yet. Like, I don't mm. understand. And I was like, there's just one word. Greed. That's it. it is. Just greed. Greed is the answer to all of it. Like, and, and, you know, and that's, that's the part that makes me sad. Like, that's the part that makes me sad and frustrates me and makes me feel helpless and hopeless sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I'm working. I'm working through it. I'm working through my feelings. Yeah, it's a challenging thing. It's a challenging thing to work through. But, uh, yeah, I mean, greed is. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. It is, it, is the root of, it is the root of all evil. It's the root of why we mistreat each other and our planet. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, just greed. Yeah. It's just greed, just trying to just take it all, all the time and to everything else be damned, you know, just try to take everything, strip it clean, just try to strip it all bare and doesn't matter what, how that affects anything. So that's, you know, that there's that for the, there's the mystery solved if everybody's wondering <laughs> you know, why this it. is happening. Greed, ladies and gentlemen, greed. Ladies, gentlemen, and others, I should mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so speaking of greed and speaking of sustainability, um, I would like to know more about your project Beyond Sustainability. Mm, yes. 
the virtual eco education program please yes i'd love to tell you more about it because it is it is uh it's it's all encompassing right now um so yeah it's been it's been a bit of a long time coming i mean um i've always just been so in love and in reverence to nature and um this amazing planet that we live on. And since, you know, going on the journey of building this tiny house and living this lifestyle of off grid and focusing on sustainability, whether that's, you know, the products that I use in my home or, um, you know, how I handle waste or water or whatever it is. And then traveling so much around to um, different countries, learning and living from different sustainability experts and living in eco villages and all kinds of stuff. I've compiled quite a bit of um, knowledge and experience in, in my in my brain and in my heart that um, I feel it's time to to really organize and share with other humans because the time is now that we need to start making some serious behavioral changes on our planet to sustain life here and for future generations to have clean resources and you know for just to treat the plants and the animals differently they don't they don't deserve the harmful the harm that us humans are are causing them so i have been writing and shooting videos and compiling resources to write this uh virtual eco education program that can help as many humans as possible transition to a more sustainable lifestyle. Um, the idea is that it's extremely accessible for people and affordable. Um, you know, the changes that I talk about in the course, a lot of them are just hot habit changes. Just they're things we do any anyway during everyday life. It's just um, doing them a little bit differently with a little bit more consciousness and a little bit more awareness of the effects that we have on our planet in on our in our daily life. Um, Mm-hmm. And just yeah, trying trying to help help us do better as as humans. So you can buy singular courses, you can buy the entire collection, you can do a virtual workshop with me. Um, and this pandemic has really kind of been a good kick in the butt for me because you know since I have been home a lot, usually I'm really hands on. I'm out and about and I'm helping people and I'm running. Um, different workshops and teaching a lot of yoga and um but right now you know we've had to be be inside and as much as i don't love being on the being on the computer a lot um i have been lately because i need to get this information out and recorded and um it's really given me the time to to do this and to do it right and um yeah, so it will all be going live on Monday the 14th. The pre-sale is, is going now, but um, yeah, all this content will be available in just a few days. And I just really want to help humans live kinder. Well, that'll be, that works out great because when the project launches, that's when this episode is Oh, going wow. Out. How did that get timed? Oh my goodness, look at the time. <laughs> so literally, when you hear this, it will be up and running. So you can go to beautyreformschool.com in the blog section to get the link to participate. Yes. 
Yeah. Yay. Look at us doing things yep. together for the world. For the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's a lot of good people doing good stuff. And that is something I ran into while doing all this research and compiling all of this information for people. It's like, there's a lot, you know, I feel like oftentimes we focus on the humans that aren't making great choices and, and we're, we're creating. Yeah. And I mean, let's face it, I'm, I'm looking at those issues too in the program, but then there's so many people doing really cool, wonderful, helpful stuff. And, um, yeah. And I feel like, I feel like they're, they're getting more and more, more and more people are doing more mm-hmm. and more good stuff. And yeah. Well, I just last episode, I spoke to an 11 year old CEO who is in control of his own yes. thrift store yes. and food pantry. Whoa. Yeah. An 11 year old. That's everyone. incredible. Yes. He is. Yes. And he uses uh, his food pantry features healthy foods, not junk foods. Wow. Yes, because he wants his him and his mother eat cleanly, and they wanted other people to have access to that kind of food. So that's really that's fantastic. wonderful. Yeah, I love that, isn't it? Yep he's he's eaten healthy since he was a baby. So that's mm-hmm. really awesome. Yeah, and I said, well, I told the mom, I said, well, I guess that's why he's got that big old brain on him because you know all that all that healthy eating and superfoods. Yeah, paid system. off. Good. Mm-hmm. yeah it's um you know what i think it's for a lot of people i'm i'm gonna i'm not gonna speak for the world i'll just speak for myself but um i think for a lot of people when you start thinking about eco-consciousness it is a little yeah. daunting um not even just in the pandemic but in everyday you know the life we once had one we once knew it, it's a little daunting because you're thinking to yourself, you know, oh, I don't have time and it's, or it's not as convenient. You know, I need, I need whatever I need right now. And, and I don't want to take the extra steps to be more conscious about it. I just need to get what I need to get. And, you know, this or that, or when you're saying, well, oh, I'd like to do something. So what can I do? And then you see, you read down, you read down the list of the things you can do. And it seems very involved. <laughs> You know, you're like, I have to do what now? I have to get what kind of sheets? Oh, geez. Like, oh, do I? Okay. I don't know if I want to. You know what I mean? I do. Oh, I have to change out all my stuff for glassware now? I can't keep the plastic? Oh, Yeah, and I think there's different approaches, right? Like, some people say, like, you know, just do a full clean out. Like, you know, get rid of all the stuff and replace it all. But I don't know if I get on board with that totally because – one, you may not be in a position to be able to do that. Like, do you have the money and the time right. and the resources to like do that big overhaul, whatever it is, whether it's plastic to glass or whatever we're talking about, just these overhaul concepts, or what if we do it gradually? Yeah. Like, what if you commit to not buying any more of that item, like any more of the plastic containers or whatever it is, and moving forward, you make better choices. So gradually your life becomes more eco-friendly, more earth conscious, more sustainable. Um, I don't know. I just want to make it really accessible for people and not have that sense of overwhelm come up. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, because I mean, the topic set, you you hit the nail on the head. I mean, people, it's time, it's convenience, it's money, and it's not not wanting to lose creature comforts. Right. Uh, you know, so if we can find a workaround on those four things, then then it's not such a big deal anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because that's, I know that, you know, my, my efforts have been slow and steady, you know, Mm -hmm. it's taken me quite some time. And, you know, I moved here to this new place about a year, actually, no, more than, wow, actually, (laughs) this pandemic, I've lost all trace of time. Yeah. You know, next, this next March will be two years that I've been, that I've been here. And when I moved, I, I was immediately, when I was packing, I was just like, okay, no more of this. We're getting this. We're, we're not, we're, we're going to give this away. We're giving that away. We're, we're not doing this anymore. We're not doing that. And when we move into the new place, we're not doing that anymore. So I, I slowly started, you know, getting rid of some of the, the, the not so good stuff and trying to replace it with the better stuff. Like when it was time to buy more, then you get the better stuff. Mm-hmm. and trying to get you know trying not to be as wasteful and trying to be you know and I try to look at my waste every every week for trash day I try to make sure that I have the least amount you know and try to really be mindful of that you know when I'm when I'm getting groceries and things like that so you know so I'm feeling pretty good about it even though it is slow it's not as good as quick as I would like but I'm trying not to be too tough with myself, but I have improved. I've seen some improvement in that department, but uh, yeah. So I'm just slowly, you know, slow and slow and steady. Yeah. Well, good. Thank you. Thank you for being aware and trying to your best to, to make a difference every day, you know, and it's little things. And if a lot of people are doing little thing, a lot of little things, then yeah. that's a big change. You know, so, you know, to think that we can go from the way that we're living now to like a zero waste lifestyle or a no plastic lifestyle with, you know, at the snap of a finger or within a week or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's it's not practical and it's not, um, it's just going to set us up for failure and then make us feel bad and then loop back into bad behavior, just like with everything else, you know? Yeah. Uh, So I think it's better to take a small, take a, take a bite, chew it up, digest it. Well, take another bite and just keep going. And um, yeah, because we can, we can make, we can transform our house pretty effectively, pretty efficiently Mm -hmm. and gradually. Also, I find that if you know thyself, Mm -hmm. it is a lot easier and a lot more manageable. Because, for example, I know me, I like single serving things. I enjoy a single serving product. And that that tends to be very easy to get at the grocery store, you know, little single serving whatever portions that are pre-wrapped and individually served and all this stuff. But also, if when you are meal prepping, you then separate everything into smaller containers, then you still get the enjoyment and convenience of something that you can just heat up real quick, small. You just, you can eat it right out of the container with your spoon. It's fine. Yep. That 
I've learned I know that about myself. So therefore, I don't you if you put a big old platter in the refrigerator for me, I'm not going to feel real great about it because I'm I'm not going to want to prepare that. I'm not going to want to, you know, cut it out and take scoop out some and put it on a I don't want to do all that. So if I do that pre when I like when I'm meal prepping, if I if I put them in small containers as I go, then good on me. You know, it makes it a lot easier. I'm more prone to to finish the whole dish, you know? Yeah. And it's like, then then you're not buying those single serving things at the store, which every right. one of them is wrapped in plastic. And then we're all, you know, I, I, I think we forget sometimes something. We are then responsible for not just the thing that we wanted that we purchased. Like, you know, you're not just responsible for the food that was in the, that single use plastic or whatever was in right. it. You're responsible for that plastic. That's your responsibility. That's my responsibility when I purchase it. That's our responsibility. Yeah. It's not somebody else's responsibility to take care of it. You know? Um, so thinking about that a bit and, and how you said, you know, look, know thyself. Um, that's such a big part of the, of sustainability. Sustainability to me isn't just about, you know, our food choices or growing our own food or organic or um, renewable energy. Those are big topics when we talk about sustainability, but also the sustainability of our, of our energy, of our relationships, of our self care. Um, That is sustainability. Sustainability runs so deep into the human existence um, and can be looked at from every angle. Mm. And that's, that's what I'm touching on in the course as well. Not just these really hot topics in sustainability, but being sustainable humans. Yeah, because it's a whole, it is truly a whole other lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it is a lifestyle. Like it, it and, and that goes back to that it's gradual. Right. Our lifestyles evolve and they change and we learn something new. So then we learned, oh man, maybe I'm going to change the way I do that because I learned a better way now. Um, or that that thing I was doing before. Wow, I just learned that actually isn't great to do, and that's okay. As long as we're open to learning all the time and growing all the time, then that's fine. It's just going to be an evolution. It's 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 our it is our lifestyle. Well, that's it's, just it's that thing. That's just the the key to it right there, though, isn't it? Because like even what's what's going on right now, a lot of people, the a lot a lot of the pushback and a lot of the the resistance that we're getting is because people do not want to change their life, you know, and this, this pandemic is forcing us to change our life in some form or another. So it's like, once you, once you get past that and you get on that evolve train, then it makes it a lot, I'm not going to say easier, but it's going to make it a lot different. Yeah. You know, it'll, it'll change your perspective and also your approach, I would say. Yeah. And this pandemic, it is such a perspective change. I I mean, it's so interesting how everybody I talk to is going through, we're all going through something similar, but we're all going through, it's all affecting us differently. You know, whether it's you talk to school church, teachers or healthcare providers or moms or um, like for myself personally, it's like 
traveling and learning and exploring and adventuring and that is my that is what lights me up i want to see this planet i want to experience different cultures i want to climb high mountains and dive deep into the ocean and meet new animals and that is what i am that's what i'm here to do i'm right. an explorer and right now i'm a trapped explorer so <laughs> like <laughs> that's like i know it's not it's it's like you know not nearly as severe as somebody whose whose mother just died of covid it's a completely different situation mm -hmm. but it's just like this is affecting us all and it's so interesting to have conversations to open our minds and our hearts and our perspectives about how this is affecting everyone i find it really interesting to, oh, to yeah. learn from others on how how it's affecting their lives and their psyche and their emotions well, you know what has been probably the most stunning thing for me during this pandemic is been um, really just my relationship with my shadow work, you know, mm -hmm. just like really things that I would generally run from, which were, were easy to run from because you were, you had to work, you had to go off to work or you had, you had your calendar, your social calendar was full. So you were off running, spending time with people and distracting yourself and going here and going there and doing this and that. Without those distractions and without those happy, uh, happy diversions, it forced me to sit and really just do my shadow work. And by sitting there and working, looking at the dark corners of mm -hmm. my life, I was able to face some of those demons and I was able to hold the hand of some of that grief and things that I was putting off and ignoring and work my way through to the other side. So that was, that was probably the best gift that I got at during this pandemic. Like I, the rest of it is trash, but that, <laughs> But that was good because it forced me to look. I mean, I looked at I've looked at so many things this this year that I really have been running from for for decades, you know. So that was good. Yeah, you know? and that's a good question to to you know ask ourselves and ask each other. Like, what's the what's the good that came of this for you? What did what did you learn? What are you learning? You yeah. know, what did it have you look at that you maybe didn't want to look at? And yeah, I know for me, it was like I've gone through a couple of couple of days or a couple of weeks periods like it. Then they come in pockets, you know, like I'm fine one week and then the next week I'm like not I don't feel fine, you know. Right. And, and for me, it's I'm kind of I grew up hiding or kind of not feeling my emotions. Um I was a real, I, I called it tough guy syndrome. And uh, yeah. I just, like, I just toughed through everything. I was a real hard ass and um, I was a really competitive athlete and I had a chip on my shoulder and I was just like, I was fierce, you know? And um, I still have that in me, but it's just, I, I, I've, I've worked through it more and I understand it more and I've let right. go of any ego that was kind of controlling that. And, um, but I still, so when emotions come up for me, you know, usually I just get out in nature. I just like run or walk or hike or do something physical. And um, I've run into pockets in my life a few times 
you know, whether it was like me getting extremely ill in my past or not being able to walk for six months because I, I damaged my knee real bad or this pandemic being stuck inside. And it's like when emotions arise, mm-hmm. it takes me a minute to like, oh, that, oh, I'm feeling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this is that human experience that people talk about. These <laughs> this, this big emotional spectrum. Yeah. And um, like a couple of weeks ago, it's just like, I didn't know what was going on. And then it, it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, I'm angry. Right. I'm really raging angry right now. And I don't know why, but I'm angry. Mm-hmm. And then I just let myself explore. Why am why? I so angry? Mm-hmm. And of course it came up stuff about the pandemic and stuff. But honestly, then I was like, I'm, I'm really angry at humans. Yeah. And it's like, okay, for our behavior and what we're doing and how we're, you know, whether we're talking pandemically or when we're environmentally. Mm-hmm. And then so mad at humans, and I'm like, oh wait, but I'm human. Okay, what do I do? And it's just, it. I don't know. There's just been a lot of, uh, there has been a lot of interesting stuff. And then it's like, okay, so use that anger. And I think that's what I'm doing through Beyond Sustainability too. Instead of being angry and complaining right. about the state of the world and the the harmful human behaviors, it's like, okay let's not be angry about it. Let's just be proactive about it. Right. Right. Exactly. And it's, it's interesting because once you do work through whatever you're feeling, then that's where the answers are on the other side of that. When you Mm. work through it, that's what I've been discovering. And I'm sure that everyone will discover that too. If you just take a moment in stillness, I'm not saying you have to meditate for a long period of time. Not everybody's into that. But if you just have a moment of stillness and really just allow your brain to just quiet down, then you then certain some revelations will come to you. Certain things will come to you. You know, I mean, I realize that everyone because from even doing this podcast, I realize that we all do things differently. We all learn differently. We all experience differently. So there is no one way to do it so but yeah it stillness is a good place to start for sure and working through how you're feeling like Misa said like how are you feeling and why do you feel that way Mm. and then what can you possibly do to maybe change that if it's something that you don't like you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh well and I have another I'm going to wrap up, wrap it up with this question. I have a qu- another question for you. Um, I was curious, you, I, I watched you make, what was it? Did you make oat milk the other, the last video I saw? Did you make oat milk? <laughs> yeah, I made some oat milk. <laughs> now, here's a question that I've been dying to ask. Yeah. Do you, what is your skincare routine and do you make any of those things? Sure. Well, yep. I make some of them. So just like my, my, whether we're talking food or skincare or whatever, I, I make some things, but also I purchase some things because if I were to make everything of everything, it's just like, man, I wouldn't have time to do anything else, you know? know, Uh, So I pick things that are particular for me. I mean, a major part of my skincare routine for me, honestly, my skin loves coconut oil. So Coconut oil is a really simple go-to for me, but um, in terms of making other skincare products, the two that I am 
most jazzed up about at the moment is um, a calendula salve. So I grew a ton of calendula flowers um, this past summer in the garden, actually kind of by accident. They self-seeded so much from the year prior that they just went absolutely bonkers. Oh. Um, they are both edible and medicinal. Um, great for the skin, all kinds of things, whether we're talking um, burns or blemishes or cuts or um, just overall skin care. My hands get real dry in the um, in the cold weather and in the winter, and I use my hands so much, whether it's gardening or pottery or um, so my hands really need some extra TLC. So the calendula salve has really been a game changer there. Mm -hmm. I also recently made some really um, awesome cannabis salve that um, is for uh, muscle and yes. pain. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, my dad's going bonkers on that one because his back and his neck and my mom has arthritis in her hands. And I was just wanting to try. Usually a lot of my experiments are because I'm trying to help somebody in my life with some type of ailment, whether it's, you know, I'm trying to teach them some type of diet change or yoga pose or medicine to make at home or whatever. So, um, yeah, this cannabis salve has been, has been good stuff. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been saying, I've been saying that I'm going to get myself some salve, some cannabis salve for my hands because I have arthritis as well. Mm -hmm. uh, for my hands and my knees, my knees have been giving me a lot of trouble lately. So I've been saying I'm going to get some of that um, because meanwhile, I've been using my Salon Post Gel, which mm -hmm. I talk about a lot. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I've been using that, but I've been, you know, I've been reading a lot about the benefits of like cannabis lotion and cannabis oil and things like that for, um, for arthritis so i've been saying that i'm gonna get on that well how about we make a deal and i i pop some in the mail to you and we get you some and you see how you like it oh, <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't say no to that all right cool well we'll sort out those details uh yes. when we get off call and uh yeah then you can give a report back Yes, I will. Great. Yes. And and out of the things you buy, what skincare products do you buy? Mm, what do I buy for skincare at the moment? Um, there's this local lady that makes this rose oil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the base is prickly pear. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh. And, um, yeah, it's good. Um, so, yep, that's something that I've, I've been digging lately. I'm actually out hoping again that I, you know, I get that over the holidays. Would be really nice. Um, and, yeah, that you can use. It's for your face, um, particularly around my eyes. I like to use it because I don't wear... I don't wear any makeup or anything. Um, oh, yeah. the skincare one that I like is it's a... Um, it's made of beets. It's beet juice and it's a lip balm, but you can also use it um, like on your cheeks as a little. Oh, yeah, like a stain. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. those are, you know, are beet juice. Look at that. <laughs> moisturize and use that um, that rose oil when I have it. And then the, yeah. And then that, that beetroot, beetroot stain. And side note for the listeners, um, coconut oil I am particularly fond of. Mm -hmm. um, 
I I like it for one of my favorite things to do with coconut oil is using it in my hair and I like to remove my makeup with it. That's one of my big things that I like to do with coconut oil. I, I like to use it all over my body. Well, here's the thing. I use it on my body, but it I can't use it alone because it's not enough. Like uh-huh. my, my body skin tends to be quite dry and my skin will just just what suck that right up. PJ Huh? What do you mix with it? Um, well, no, no, no. Like I, you know, I'll use coconut oil real quick on my body, just like for a quick, I'm a little ashy. Let me put something on. Yeah. But that's not my primary um, body butter that I will use on regular, like right out of the shower. I can't use the coconut oil because my body will absorb that in a second. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it has a lot to do with the hard water, but that's a story for another day. But my, my skin gets incredibly dry right after a shower. So yes. I use very, very heavy body butter when I get out of the shower. Oh, I do love some heavy, heavy body butter. Yeah. And I, I use the Kiehl's a lot. You know, uh-huh. the, the Kiehl's body butter is probably my go-to for my body because it's one of the thicker ones and it's, I'm able to, it, it takes a long time for my, my skin to absorb it. So that's good. Yeah. Um, but on a regular old day when I'm not that dry, then I love just some, some plain old coconut oil. So, mm-hmm. yep. It's yeah, time it's and place, fun. time and place with me for skincare. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it totally. depends on what's going on, what's going on. That'll determine what I can use. And I think it's because of the tiny house living too. I mean, everybody, like one of my, my, favorite words and favorite characteristics and anything is versatility. So everything I have in the house has to have multiple purposes. So I don't have a lot of room for stuff, you know? So whether we're talking like, um, you know, a piece of furniture or a product that I buy. So with my coconut oil, it's like, I can cook with it. Yep. I can moisturize with it. Mm-hmm. I can put a um, hair on with it. Like there's just so many things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely love to run it through my hair for sure. And I like to use it on my cuticles and I definitely like to remove makeup with it. And even if my skin is just a tiny bit dry, then I like to just, you know, like if I wash my face in the morning, I'll put a little bit of that on. Um, That is if I'm not using like if it's wintertime, I might use a full on moisturizer. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I like to, I like to use it for a ton of stuff, but I have one jar for the bathroom and one jar for the kitchen. Yep. Because I just, you know, that way I don't even have to worry about where my hands are, or what I'm mixing, you know, it's just, it's good. The one, the one in the bathroom, I, it's like all, you know, all bets are off and the one, for the, kitchen, <laughs> the one for the kitchen is just for cooking. So that's, you know, that's good. Oh, Misa, as always, it's been delightful talking to you. You've been the best. The uh, best. Thank you. Yes, it's fun. Yes, and I, I definitely am looking forward to seeing uh, your launch on Monday or today, technically, when everyone's listening to it. Um, I, I can't wait to see it. I know it's going to be great, and I'm hoping that a lot of people will listen to it. Therefore, they'll have an opportunity to, even if even if this is brand new to you, even if this is just like, you know, something that's been a whisper that you've been hearing about, but you haven't explored it. I think this is probably one of the best ways to dive in because a lot of times when people talk about sustainability, it's just a lot of just wah, 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 wah. Yes. And I think it's nice to have it where it's accessible and understandable and 
digestible. You know what I mean? I think so too. And and so, so commonly too, when we talk, when you hear about sustainability, it's about like taking away a move, removing, eliminating, reducing. Right. And um, when we use those words so much or that it just like creates this energy of like, Oh, like, depletion or something you know and and to right. me sustainability is also about like um positivity and enhancement and adding and impact and positive and it's like adding it's actually adding value to our lifestyle yeah it's yeah not taking something away yeah and i think that that's particularly important right now uh during this time because i think some of the stress and strain that a lot of us are feeling are is just extreme loss right now yeah we have you know we're we've lost so much we've lost things people conveniences comforts we've lost so much and I think when you think about the way you're describing it it kind of makes people feel like oh god not one more thing that you're taking away from me you know leave me some comforts you know what I mean like so if you definitely start thinking of it in terms of not necessarily being something that you're losing, but something that you're gaining, it completely shifts it. Mm-hmm. And it and it it brings us back to what we really are. We are mm-hmm. nature at our root, at our core, at our everything. We are nature, and we've really, you know gone away from that and in a lot of those those comforts and conveniences and fast-paced living and all this stuff and it's like it's time we we reconnect and we return and we see the value and the connection and how wonderful and how amazing this existence is that we are getting to participate in right now yeah well i will say this i mean this has definitely forced a lot of us to slow down a bit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think we should just continue along that vein and continue this you know this slower pace so we can really take the time to explore and care a little bit more Mm -hmm. yes so on that note thank you so much for giving us your time today my friend my pleasure my pleasure no nothing else i'd rather be doing right now (laughs) (laughs) likewise Thank you so much, and you take care. My pleasure, PJ. You too. Well, this year has caused us to slow down and look inward quite a bit, but we still need to look outward to not just only those around us, because that's important too, y'all, but all the way out this world we're living on. It gives us everything. It gives us everything. The air we breathe, the water we drink, the plants that we eat. And yes, where do you think those hamburgers come from? But come on, I realize that it's not just something you can change overnight. But the desire to want to do better is a seedling that can grow. Sure, many people spend so much time worrying about 
what is in the beauty and hair products that they use and the ingredients and is it good or is it going to break me out or is it going to dry out my hair if we're so worried about our skin and our hair then why not our planet and it can be done just like with all things we do it one step at a time and remember when you do things one step at a time consistently, they become a habit. And caring for the planet is the best habit. And that caring is a gift that not only helps us, but our children, our loved ones, and the generations to come. Thank you so much for your listenership. And thank you in advance for your listenership in the future. Please, if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram at Beauty Reform School or Facebook, also Beauty Reform School, or go straight to the source at beautyreformschool.com. I know that the holidays are coming up and we'll still be here. all my friends and my loved ones and I wish you all a happy holidays just as I would them and pencils down classes dismissed and I'll see you next week